Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. My final guest this morning, Dr. Alison Darcy, has developed an app which aims to help people who are encountering difficulties with their mental health by marrying cognitive behaviour therapy with technology. Alison joins us now to discuss Wobot Health. Alison, before we discuss your business, Wobot Health, tell us about your own background. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, I think it's important to mention that I have many cousins from Wexford. There is a strong Darcy contingent there and the powers and so on. But no, I, I did my study and uh, up to PhD here in uh, University College Dublin in psychology. And then for a postdoc, I went to Stanford um, School of Medicine and I was in child and adolescent psychiatry. And there I remained uh, for about nine years of ultimately uh, transferring to research faculty. Um, And it was from that place, I guess, um, that I uh, founded Wobot out of a sort of convergence of many factors. Um, and certainly helped by the uh, environment that Stanford really creates and the support um, for, I guess, tech founders that are a little bit more technical or from, you know, specialist fields. So what is Wobot and how does it work? Well, Wobot is the name of a relational agent. And so um, Wobot is available on an app and the app is free to download um, from the app stores or a version of it. Um, But Wobot themself is a sort of fictional uh, robot character um, that is it's known as a relational agent because unlike other kind of conversational agents that you might have like in Siri or Alexa, Wobot actually replicates some of the um, conditions or some of the factors that you get in human to human relationships such as trust and transparency and, and conveying respect and, and empathizing. So Wobot delivers cognitive behavioral therapy in this conversational way Um, And we do that for people with sort of common mental health problems like anxiety and depression. So in your opinion, where do the deficiencies exist in the current services that are available for people experiencing mental health difficulties? In my opinion, the, the key issue is access to care. I actually returned to Ireland after, you know, 12 years in the United States and and have had a few people reach out to me asking for um, if I if I knew anybody that they could that I could refer their them to or or you know some of their their children and I was just so surprised to find that all of the same issues around access to care exist as did when I was doing my PhD and um, we just don't have enough uh, mental health professionals and we've come a long way but there's actually still just a huge barriers to getting care. So you've decided to incorporate cognitive behaviour therapy in treating people with depression through Wobot. Why did you choose cognitive behavioural therapy over any other form of therapy? We chose cognitive behavioural therapy, CBT, because it quite literally is the best approach for digital translation for so many reasons. One, it's very structured and formulaic. And so it lends itself well to, you know, structured formulaic delivery in a digital format. But... I think the key difference in how Wobot does it um, actually goes back to the original conceptualization that Aaron Beck, who created CBT, had. And in his treatment manual, he actually says he encourages therapists to do home visits with their patients so they can be by their side as they encounter some of the difficulties or challenges in their everyday life. Now, of course, 40 years on, very few therapists are able to do, you know, home visits but that's exactly the kind of opportunity that Wobot has. And so 
the, when Wobot is literally by your side in a moment of need, we find those are the key moments in which so much clinical potency can occur. Um, and and it's literally like having a little kind of, you know, a, um, advocate in your pocket who can talk you through things in the moment it's happening, which then build, build skills, which are then generalizable. Um, and then you kind of go back to your everyday life. And so this is why it's actually a really distilled version of cognitive behavioural therapy. So from a real practical perspective, how does Wobot actually go about supporting people? Well, Wobot reaches out periodically, initially daily, but we'll back off if he gets the hint that you're not that interested. <laughs> but we'll actually reach out to people every day and just simply to sort of say, hey, how's it going? How are you? And in those moments, if people are doing well, then Wobot might suggest that, you know, they have a brief chat about something or if they want to kind of learn something from a core curriculum of kind of psychotherapeutic kind of constructs, just good general mental health promotion kind of techniques. If things are going poorly, if that person feels really badly in that moment, then Wobot actually sort of shifts gear a little bit and responds um, meets that person with empathy, figures out what's going on, and then offers, you know, the right to sort of therapeutic technique that's based on solid science and evidence for that person at that time based on what they're dealing with. In a case where, let's say, the user is experiencing suicidal thoughts, what does the app do in that respect? Well, it's important to know that Wobot will, in the initial conversation, um, takes great pains to... Um, highlight that it's not a crisis service and shouldn't be used as such. And and Wobot really um, does, I think, a pretty good job of outlining exactly kind of what what they're for and what they're best for and what they're not for. And so if Wobot detects that somebody is like really in a crisis, Wobot will sort of pull back and say, look, you know, I think you're going through something that I'm not able to help with and then offers effectively signposts to more appropriate services that are all human-led. When we have partnered with health settings and health providers on a larger scale, Woba can then actually sort of make that connection for the person and, and sort of do a handoff um, to that localised service. Um, but that's then a language detection um, algorithm in that case is very highly sensitive and specific, very, very accurate, over 99% accurate, um, because, of course, it's been honed over the last five years. And is Wobot more focused on asking the right questions and getting those users to actually reflect or actually providing advice to people? No, absolutely. What Wobot does is ask the right questions. That's exactly right. And so that that person goes through their own process because it's not Wobot's place to, to sort of advise per se. So Wobot can educate and can give really good, solid information on a certain condition or, you know, um, yeah, like the prevalence of certain things, if it helps people to know that they're not alone, right, to normalize certain symptoms. But Wobot's never going to sort of read into something. Um, and in fact, no good CBT therapist should either. The CBT therapist knows that it's not about their process. It's about, the per- it's about facilitating the patient's process, that they don't become part of that process. Um, it's actually about empowering the user themselves or the patient themselves to develop the skills such that they can fight back and talk back to those negative voices that are constantly, they're sort of constantly walking around with, constantly undermining themselves with. Alison, you've already raised $120 million for Wobot. Will further investment be required as you seek to gain traction in the market? 
we've been really fortunate to raise a significant amount of money in the US. We have seen um, commercial traction for our um, sort of what we call the, the suite of non-prescription digital therapeutics that are available um, via the App Store and um, are classified as sort of in this enforcement discretion um, category from the FDA. But the real investment has been in building a future whereby physicians can actually prescribe something that is FDA cleared. And so that large capital actually is invested, the majority of the capital is invested in um, clinical evidence generation and validation. And so, you know, those FDA trials are not for the faint-hearted. Um, and, you know, it requires a sort of um, the same level of evidence, a similar level of evidence as you might see for any drug that comes on the market. We really sort of want to lean into regulation. We really believe that it's important that people who are making claims to um, have some impact in health really should validate those claims. Um, and so um, that's what the significant investment has been about. And the business is almost ready to commence your pivotal clinical trials. Provide us with an insight into that process. That's right. Well, it's been a really interesting long road because the, the mechanism that we're using is the software as a medical device mechanism in, 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 from the FDA in the United States, which you'll know is a federal drug and uh, food and drug agency. Um, we have actually done about nine clinical trials ahead of the pivotal trial, so, um, which, because we really believe that actually a, a solid program of clinical research also helps you develop a better you know, solution at the end of the day. And many of those have been in real-world clinical settings as well. So it's been a fairly long road to get to this point, but we're really excited that we've just launched our pivotal trial. Um, and that is of about 400 patients um, for postpartum depression. And our postpartum product or postpartum solution actually got um, breakthrough designation from the FDA in, in 2020. Um, and so this is the final piece before submitting a package for a review by the FDA. So what timelines are you currently working towards with a view to getting Wobot mainstream? That's a good question. <laughs> It's very early for this kind of um, technology, I think, and and yes, it's never been more timely. I think our FDA, our first pivotal trial will be complete by end of next year, and then we hope to um, move on to doing another pivotal trial for our adolescent general mental health support. Um, we also have a suite of other things that we're, we're in market with now. We have partnered with some really uh, great um, health service providers in the United States who share our mission and values and who really just want to be able to serve their people because they have seen, like we all have, this huge surge in the need for mental health support um, and we have to get to people earlier and we have to get to people, you know, in a way that's truly scalable. We cannot rely on humans all the time and so the, if we can make better use of our humans um, such that their time is maximised and enable the people who can get well from a self-directed program to do that, to get it into their hands, to get well. Um, that's what we're working towards. And we're seeing a lot more acceleration in um, the, the pathway to that kind of a future. So it is really exciting. How long before it's mainstream? Gosh, hard to say. Wobot Health is headquartered in San Francisco with an office in Dublin. Provide us with an insight into the vibrancy of the tech sector in San Francisco and how they support and assist startups there. Yeah, that's such, you know, many people have asked this question as well. Like, what is it about Silicon Valley? And 
the San Francisco Bay Area. And I think, you know, historically there was a convergence of NASA and then three major universities, Stanford University, like UCSF and Berkeley. They're all within this kind of relatively small area. So there's a, just a huge concentration of engineers and technical people and some of the best hospitals in the world as well, you know, Stanford and UCSF being um, being among them. So we have a lot of physicians and uh, a lot of great clinical science happening. Um, on the business side, so this is where tech emerged from. And um, and I think there's been, what makes that the Silicon Valley special is that this this kind of, yeah, there's a, there's a convergence of, I think, academia and industry in a way that understands that sometimes the way for the the the, the path towards sustainable adoption um, is through true partnerships and is through these two worlds coming together and it sort of rests in the center of the Venn diagram. Now I will say the tech sector in Dublin is incredible and in Ireland in general. I, I mean, there's a huge vibrancy here that I actually haven't, you know, I haven't seen uh, in in San Francisco potentially in the last couple of years. Like there's a very, very smart, highly qualified technical workforce here. Our engineers here are brilliant. Our product people, our designers are brilliant. And there's an amazing um, sort of societal level empathy here, um, which I think has not been characteristic maybe of, of American culture, American society so much. Um, on the whole, and so that makes it a, just a wonderful place to to launch a digital health company as well. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Dr. Alison Darcy from Wobot Health, and we look forward to Wobot becoming mainstream as it has the potential to improve many lives. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast Radio.